Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. This is Jonathan Edwards with PureAndSimpleBible.com, and we are continuing in a conversation with Brother Elias Rodriguez about reigniting our passion. Such a timely study, basically any time, uh, that somebody needs to have some motivation to recommit to the Lord that makes it timely. I remember when he presented it, it was timely then, and it's timely now as well. So I hope that it was a helpful study in the first part. If you haven't got a chance to listen to it, I encourage you to pause this episode and go back and listen to part one. So here we go, jumping back in and continuing our conversation about reigniting our passion for the Lord. Well, brother, that was uh, part one. Of, of this study that you've brought to our congregation, and I hope our listeners feel encouraged by it. But it's not the end, because uh, you then move to another part of this idea of passion, but you call it passion killers, or killers of your passion, right? And you, you ask a big question, which is, how can we stay passionate for the Lord? And so what we're going to do now, listener, is we're going to consider some ways that uh, there are things in life that can kill your passion. And then after that, we'll discuss a few ways that we can reignite and get that passion going again. But what I'd like to do, brother, is I'd like to read Romans 12 one more time for our listeners so they can remember this is our key passage. And it's um, Romans chapter 12, verse 11. And it says, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So we see from that that a way that Christians are supposed to be. Um, I'm going to ask you maybe a similar question. When you were writing this study the first time, how did, how did you come up with this, this list? Where did you look to to learn about passion killers? Well, you know, the way I learned about passion killers is when I was uh, working and learning and praying and exercising to get that passion for God. I realized at the same time that Satan was <laughs> working hard mm. to stop me to get and learn and practice this passion. So that I said, wow. You know, there are some passion killers. Yeah. So let's talk about that. And yeah. that's, that's the way that I saw that Satan used those passion killers to stop me to learn and practice and exercise passion for God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you've been preaching 44 years, so you've had a lot of experience in the, in the fight. And, the, and so you've seen Satan in your life and in the lives of others, deceive with taking away that passion. So this is a nice list. There's five points that you have for those who want to write these down. We're going to have five points that we talk about that kill the passion. What's the first one, and uh, how, how does it kill our passion? Well, well the first one and on my list is an own balance schedule an unbalanced schedule yes that one hit me hard last night <laughs> <laughs> yes sir <laughs> so what, what do you mean by that an unbalanced schedule well you know 
like if you want to be physically fit, mm-hmm. you need to exercise all the time. Like we already talked about that uh, earlier in this, in this uh, study. Uh, you know, you need to exercise uh, on a daily basis and you have to uh, eat properly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to have a, uh, the right uh, diet. But you need to do that in those aspects that keep you fit physically. Same thing spiritually. You know, I, I mentioned um, six of them. Right. Yeah. Six of these. I wrote all of them down. Six ways we exercise. Yes, sir. So people are going to have an unbalanced schedule because they're they're not practicing healthy spiritual things. They're not exercising spiritually. So you you in the sermon um, you you focus a lot of time and energy on well how can we exercise? I think this is a great point because sometimes people feel lost or overwhelmed. Like where do I start? What do I do? And you give us six great ways to start right now. Yes. The first one uh, is we need to have time to worship God. What do you mean by that? Well, worship God is just just something that He's looking. He is looking for. Uh, you know, Matt. I mean, uh, John chapter four, mm. verses 22, 23 and twenty four mm-hmm. says that He's looking for worshipers, yes. true worshipers. So. Yes, he's looking for us to worship him. This is on his part, okay? He deserves worship, honor, and glory. And we uh, offer that when we uh, worship God. But also, this is on God's part. But on our part, thinking about worship God for me is the most important appointment that I have every time that the church calls. Yes. Worship God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, for me to think that I'm going to be in the presence of God for one hour and a half or two hours, it's just a, something amazing because I cannot have an appointment with the President of the United States, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, and believe me, I'm not interested in that. But anyway, but uh, uh, I, I'm not, uh, I, I'm in my mind just blow. Mm-hmm. Out when I think I'm going to be in the presence of God, I'm going to be in holy land for one hour and a half. I, I do not deserve. Mm. I agree. I do not deserve that, but you know, through Jesus Christ, God gave me the opportunity to be in His presence. Yeah, what a mindset, so that. Sometimes people say, ah, well, we don't have to do this. We don't have to go then. But your mindset is, what a privilege it is. What an honor it is because I'm in God's presence. And that's kind of like in Colossians 3, set your mind on things above and not on things of this world. Uh, So that's a great exercise is I'm going to change my mind so that whenever the church meets, I'm there. I'm worshiping God. There's more. You bring up a time, another exercise is a time to fellowship with other believers. What do you mean by that? You need to spend time with brothers who has the same uh, 
the, uh, have the same principle that you have mm -hmm. because they're going to be a blessing to you. Mm -hmm. And we hope that we can be a blessing to them also. Sure. So uh, God in his wisdom put us in a family, the family of the faith. That's what uh, Galatians 6.10 says. So never be away from the family because if you do that, you're going to be a very easy target for Satan. So keep with the flock. Keep with the tribe. Keep mm -hmm. with the family all the time. That's mm -hmm. going to give you strength and encouragement to continue being faithful to God. Amen. And passionate to Him. Amen. So I exercise to improve us in our, our schedule. Time to worship God. Time to fellowship with others. The third one you brought up was a time to read and grow. Uh, you challenge people with that idea of not eating a meal or two meals or two days or ten days. And we kind of laugh a little bit because you say, what happens if you don't eat in 20 days? You die. <laughs> we all laugh. <laughs> but then you make the, the connection. What happens if we're not reading in one day, 10 days, 20 days, 30 days. Tell us about um, how important it is, a time to read and grow. Well, you cannot grow if you don't eat and exercise. And we already mentioned, we, we are in the point of exercise. Mm -hmm. you, you need to eat. First Peter, I didn't mention that scripture, but First Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, tells us how we can grow. And is feeding with the spiritual milk, which is the Word of God. So there is no way for us to grow spiritually what, without feeding our souls. And, you know, we eat three meals per day. Plus snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, think about how, how many times you feed your soul mm. daily. Mm -hmm. You may say, well, brother, I have to work. I have responsibility with the family. I have to do this and that, and I realize that. Me too. But you know, still, we eat three times to feed our body. How, ma how much time do we spend feeding our soul? Yeah. Think about it. Very easy. Very mm -hmm. easy. The fourth way we exercise that you spoke about was time to pray. And I like your uh, example you said that some people will say, oh, I pray five times when I wake up at my three meals and when I go to bed, there are five prayers in a day. But you, you counter and you say, no, 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 th th that's not enough. Tell us about how to exercise our time of prayer. Well, you know, we pray five times per day. An average Christian do, uh, does that. That's right. You, you call it average. average. <laughs> yes. But you know... Uh, if we want to be passionate about God, we need to spend times to pray. And you know, sometimes you just want to pray by yourself with God. I believe in family prayers, mm -hmm. and we do that at home uh, with my wife and my uh, my children when they were growing up. Sure, We still uh, pray, but you know, it is for me i learned to to pray just by myself and god this is something for me 
that is very important. You know, it is uplifting to me and my spirit when I saw my wife just by herself, you know, nailing down and talking to God. I don't know what, what she was talking about, but, you know, I respect very much knowing that she is spending some time talking to God. Mm. And sometimes I do that. And many times we do that together. But, you know, together or by yourself in one circumstance or another in the morning, at night, spend time, spend time. You know, I, I said last night, make prayers of thanksgiving. Don't ask anything. Just tell tell yeah. God Thank you, God, for this and that. Make a list and, and talk to, to God. He, he, he please to hear those kind of prayers. And, you know, make prayers, for, make prayers also for your children, for, for your family, for your marriage by name mm-hmm. and spend time. So, you know, with these two examples, you, you, you're going to get the point. It's not five times and send a telegram to God and just few words because he's getting late for work or school. Sure. No, no, no. You need to spend time just building up your spirit, talking with your Father in heaven. I like your your suggestion to challenge people to have a prayer of thanksgiving without asking for things. Um, very difficult when you haven't done it before because it's very easy to start asking about me, 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 me. But it's very rewarding when you start thanking God. And if if today you only could thank him for a little bit, if you try it again tomorrow and then the next day, you'll start to learn how much you can you have to be thankful for and what he's done. Uh, we're still talking about exercising ourselves towards godliness and this is the way that we help overcome an unbalanced schedule so we're in this big study on passion killers the first passion killer is an unbalanced schedule and we're countering that with spiritual exercise you talk about we have to serve others we have to have time to serve others why do we why do we need that time well you know god present opportunities all the time, everywhere, every day. You know, serve others. Start with your wife, mm-hmm. husband, children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they need service. And here we are to serve them. We need to serve our neighbors. Mm-hmm. We need to serve elderly people. We need to serve <laughs> people who are lost and seen telling them God loved them and has a plan for, for them. You know, service, you you can serve uh, others and God all the time in every way. But uh, talking about serving others, this is very important. We, I learned this from Jesus because he is Lord of Lord, King of Kings, and he came here to serve, never to be served. So if he uh, found time and opportunities to serve being who he is well could you imagine our our, our, his followers we need to learn from him to serve others my abilities 
are to serve others. Their abilities is to benefit me. Yeah. And I wrote down I wrote down a quote from last night that's very similar to that. Uh, a person's abilities is not for themselves. Their abilities are for others. God did not give you talents so you would become great. He gave you talents so that you would make others better. Yes. Love that. <laughs> a fantastic quote. I read a book. I may have it in my library. Um, I'm turning around and looking, but I don't see it. I read a book one time called The God of the Towel, and it was about all the times that Jesus served and all the examples. And it's amazing when you see all of them together, all the times that he served. And it concludes with John 13 about when he uh, washed the disciples' feet and he makes that huge principle that um, the first who wants to be the greatest is going to have to be the last. They're going to have to be the least. And so we this this point, I think, was so special for me. You know, so I put several stars next to it that um, a lot of times we want to know what we're good at. But that's not the end of the journey. It's about then using those good talents to serve others. So thank you. Thank you for that point. Um, the last one. Here we are. The last one in exercising is that all of us have to have time to share our faith. Why all of us? And why not just the preacher? <laughs> you know, we have examples. We already read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. That includes everybody mm -hmm. because everybody enjoy of those blessings, spiritual blessings that uh, Peter is talking about. And, you know, we have an example. Uh, for me, it's a very strong example. No excuses, you know, Acts 8, 1 through 4. Right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, that passage uh, tells us about the great persecution that took place in Jerusalem. And, you know, everybody was scattered away except the apostles. But, you know, one thing that really called my attention, talking about this, sharing the, the faith, your faith, is what uh, Acts 8, chapter 4 says. You know they they were uh, were persecuting, fleeing for from you know from uh, for his for their lives. And you know what? Everywhere they go, they were just preaching the gospel. Right. Wow! Under horrible circumstances, mm -hmm. compared their circumstances with our circumstances, not comparison. Mm -hmm. If they had time to share the gospel, share their faith. Uh, bring the lost to the feet of Jesus, uh, under the feet of Jesus, we we have to share our faith. Amen. Amen. So this was our first passion killer, and then some ways to exercise against it. Now, you spend a lot of time on that first one, um, and I think I understand why, because in our culture, a lot of people have an unbalanced schedule. It's not that they're doing evil or sin but it's just that they're not they don't have time to do good because we're so busy so here you are motivating us to take time to exercise spiritually and i hope people will i hope you'll take some time listener to meditate on these points because they're going to be very simple yet healthy ways to grow spiritually yes sir now the second passion killer 
that you mentioned is an unused talent, and that can kill passion. How did you get to that conclusion? Well, you know, I learned that because when I, lazy, I'm lazy, <laughs> I, for sure, I'm going to lose passion. Mm. When I keep busy, ooh, passion comes <laughs> up, you know, like fire. So I learned that from my own experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always preach any any lesson <laughs> that I preach to others first to me because <laughs> the the first one that I want to be saved is me. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I need to, to preach. And, you know, I learn from my mistakes and uh, experiences, and I see how we can uh, keep or, or learn or bring that passion up uh, and that's why I I realize in my own experience that when I do not keep busy mm. doing God's will or serving others, uh, my passion is going to decline. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned 1 Peter 4, verse 10 in this Passion Killer. I'd like to read it and then ask you to uh, explain it. It says in 1 Peter 4, 10, As each one has received a gift, Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. How does this verse help us overcome unused talent? Well, you know, it says, as each one has received a gift, ability, talent, minister it to one another. Mm. So, you we already talked about, about this, but, you know, just to reinforce that, that uh, teaching, you know, if God put in my hand a talent is to be used and use it well for the benefit of others. So is the talent that we have that God put in our hands is not just to, like you said, make us to feel better Christians, better people, better uh, fathers or husbands. No, 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 no. It's just to serve others. Mm -hmm. So when we do that, that's when we are obeying this verse that we find in 1 Peter 4.10. I like that you brought up the parable of the talents because the one talent man, the master said, take it from him and give it to the five talent man. And sometimes we forget about that point, that the talent needed to be used. And so he gave it to the one who would use it. So uh, there's a, a lesson about the one who doesn't use it. It's going, somebody else may come in and take it from you. So don't let that happen. Right. Uh, you, another passion killer besides an unbalanced schedule and an unused talent is an unclear purpose. This was one of my favorites from the sermon because uh, just beautiful scriptures in here. What what may be an unclear purpose, and then how do we find our purpose? Well, you know, we, we need to realize, and again, you know, I learned uh, my, from my experience because, you know, sometimes I felt in the past that why why am I here? You know, I, I, I'm a preacher, and I know I need to share the gospel, but how, mm -hmm. to whom, how much time, where? You know, things like that. So uh, I, I said, well, I need to, to have 
uh, an inspiration uh, to, to do my job for the glory of God and for the benefit of others. But how, you know, then came to my mind one scripture that I quoted yesterday mm -hmm. in uh, Isaiah 49 and 4. Mm -hmm. It says, Then I said, I have labor in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing mm -hmm. and in vain. You know, uh, I really like to work, and as a preacher, I really like to work hard. But some, somehow in the past, I, I, I work and work and work, and I, I didn't see really uh, uh, the, the number one purpose why I, I, I was doing that. And sometimes I felt like this scripture says, I spent my strength for nothing mm -hmm. and in vain. But when I went to Isaiah 43, 7, and I learned from that passage that I was created for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> then I learned that there is number one purpose, yeah. you know? And then I read 1 Corinthians 10, 31, when Paul says, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Woo. Then I knew what was, is, and will be purpose number one in my life, to bring honor and glory to God. And let me tell you something. That fixed everything because before I spend time and energy in something, I need to ask myself, is this for the glory of God? If not, no, no, I don't have time for that. You know, there are more important things to do. Those things that bring honor and glory to God. Mm -hmm. So that really helped me to say uh, yes or not, to get involved or not, to say yes or not to any any other, uh, anything that I may involve and just waste my time. So number one purpose in life is to bring honor and glory to God. Yeah, and losing that purpose is a passion killer because then you're just, you become very, you, you start questioning everything. Well, why am I doing this? What's the purpose? What's the point? And you become cynical. I, I like the book of Colossians chapter 3 where two times it, it goes along with you're doing everything for the glory of God. Colossians 3 verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. And then Colossians 3 verse 23, whatever you do, do your work heartily. I like that word, heartily, as to the Lord. So, yes, and I've made this point on the podcast before, so listener, it may be a, a rerun, but mothers with their children, you do that to the glory of God, right? And uh, people who are working jobs that they think this job has no point, it's no purpose, you still work that to the glory of God um, children who, you know, kids who go to school, but you think, I don't want, want to do this. You do that to the glory. Everything we do, the jobs that maybe we wish that we didn't have or the ones that are very difficult, uh, you do it to the glory of God. So, yes, a passion killer indeed. Um, we've got two more. The fourth passion killer you have is an unnourished spirit. And or, I'm sorry, an undernourished spirit. I didn't read that properly. 
what's an undernourished spirit? And then what does Colossians 2 have to do with this? Well, you know, Colossians 2 says, As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord. So walk in Him. Hey, be close to Him. Follow Him. Be obedient to Him. Serve Him. Mm-hmm. You know? And then it says, Rooted and built up in Him. Yeah. You know, the trees stands because they have a very deep roots. Yes. And not only to sustain them, stand, to be stand, but also to feed mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. So when we are rooted, we're going to build up in Him, and then we, we will be established. One thing is to be a Christian, and another thing is to be established mm-hmm. as Christians. You are rooted to Him. You are built up in Him. And, and you are building up in uh, the faith. So, actually, to be undernourished is when you do not work and do your best to establish in the faith. You are not interested and rooted mm-hmm. and built up in Him, mm-hmm. and you don't uh, spend time to walk in him brother you saw my garden it doesn't look very good right now but you saw my garden and i'm a very impatient gardener because when i plant my seeds i go out every day waiting to see them come up and i i tell my wife ah they're not coming then and she'll say just wait and i'll say no i'm gonna have to plant more seeds She'll say, don't do it yet. Just wait. And then finally, you know, maybe a week or two weeks later, boop, it pops up. And what I didn't see is that for that week or two weeks, the first thing it did was put down a really deep root. And then it popped up. And if it didn't put down the root, then it would not be healthy. So to your point, uh, especially this un- undernourished spirit for our listeners we may be thinking i want to see i want to see the fruit right now but you focus on building the roots in your faith and in your passion you you be rooted and established as colossians 2 says the fruit will come but if you only focus on the fruits and not on your roots then that's not going to be healthy no. Roots and fruit goes together. Mm-hmm. No root, no fruit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us about the last passion killer. Let me review them for our listeners. We've got an unbalanced schedule, an unused talent, an unclear purpose, an undernourished spirit, and then finally you talk about a cluttered lifestyle. A cluttered lifestyle. And you've got some scriptures from Matthew 6, but tell us about uh, this passion killer? Well, you know, uh, I'm going to read uh, Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot, you cannot serve both God and the money. You know, Jesus 
is telling us something very important. We cannot, we cannot serve God and the devil. Mm -hmm. There is no way. You can try and you're going to fail. And no matter how many times you try, you're going to fail. We need to choose the, the one that we're going to serve. And when you choose the one, please choose the right one, mm -hmm. God, Amen. not the devil. And, you know, uh, sometimes people fail in Christian life because they have no priorities. We need to prioritize. And, you know, Jesus helped us to understand that in Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you so in order to just be focused serving god the one that we choose to serve mm -hmm. all the rest of our lives is put the kingdom of god and his righteousness first yeah and stay there don't move don't move never try to make a dialogue with satan mm -hmm. he's gonna win if you don't believe that, ask Adam and Eve. Yeah. They lost because they start talking, yeah. you know, back and forth with Satan. And he won. Never talk to him. Don't pay attention to him. Serve the Lord. Put God in your place, in your life. And you're going to serve him, the one that you choose to serve. Brother, let me ask you a question. Do you think, um, earlier we talked about lukewarm Christians. Do you think a lukewarm Christian is somebody who can we can we use the this scripture and say a lukewarm Christian puts God at number two or number three? Yes. He's still there and he's maybe he's pretty high, but he's at number two or three. Yes. 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 That is scripture is good. Goes together with uh, uh, Revelations three, mm -hmm. of course. Yes. Okay. Yes. And James also mentioned double minded. Right. So it goes along with, with those two. Yeah. Um, at this point in your study, you know, I like the way you organize it because you have passion killers, but that's not the end. Because there's always hope. And, and we have hope in God. And so you end with something called fire lighters to help reignite that passion. So for somebody who... They had the passion. Maybe they got baptized, and they're very strong, very faithful. They're zealous, but that maybe after some years, it starts to diminish. These passion killers come into their life and cool things off. What are some fire lighters that people can turn to to help get things going again? Well, the spiritual fire is in God, of course. Sure, He's He's the source. The source. Yes, sir. For everything. So, go to God, pray to Him, ask, ask, I want to be passionate about you. Then, after you finished your prayer, work hard trying to learn how you can get that passion mm. from, uh, from you to God mm -hmm. or passion to God. Prayer is very, very important. You know, in Ephesians chapter 6, after that Paul talks to the Ephesians brethren about the whole armor of God, right? 
uh, mention prayer. Prayer is the secret weapon yeah. that we can use yeah. in any circumstance that we cannot, uh, that we see, oh, this is so hard. I don't have strength to, to face this or, you know, this and that. You know, pray, pray to God. Mm -hmm. He's always ready to listen mm -hmm. and give you what you're asking. And, and you know, according to his will, and maybe <laughs> the answer is, is not what you expect. Right. But, you know, he always going to answer and give you the best. So prayer is one, like we call, fire lighter. That's right. And we talked about it earlier. So, listener, we, we said earlier there's a secret weapon, but we didn't tell you what it was then. But you've just revealed it, and that is prayer. We know from James 5, the prayers of a righteous person can accomplish many things. And it, sometimes, like you said, it may not be the answer we want, but we definitely know that we're asking a God who hears and does answer our prayers. So be careful. You, if you pray, it, you, God may answer it and, and be ready for that. May ask you to change a little bit. What what besides prayer, which is something I can do on my own? Um, what else can I do to kind of reignite this fire? Well, be around with those people who has passion for God. They're gonna teach us. Or they're gonna teach us mm -hmm. how to learn to have passion. You know, I read Hebrews ten twenty four, and let us consider one another in order to steer up love and good works. Mm -hmm. So, in order to uh, grow and glow, we need relationship. We, we but with the right people. Right. The right people, the right rela relationships. Because, you know, First uh, Corinthians 15 and 33 tells us the opposite, the wrong relationship with uh, the wrong people. Uh, but, you know, in this case, uh, Hebrews 10, 24 tells us, be around with people who has the same principles and people that really want to serve God, has passion for God. They are learning how to serve God with mm -hmm. all their hearts, mm -hmm. mind, and spirit, you know, everything, the whole being, uh, you're going to learn from them because that's, uh, that's what is going to happen. You know, God's plan is perfect, and especially his plan for his people. Earlier, you brought out in an unbalanced schedule, we need to exercise with the time to worship God. And we think, well... I know I'm supposed to worship God, but what am I going to get out of it? And really, it's about God. We need, first, we need to remember we're supposed to give God glory. However, what are we going to get out of it? Well, as you said, we're going to get close to people who are passionate. So you want to get something out of worship? You, you feed off the energy of the others around you so that when you go home and go back to work, or go back to school, you have that fire lit. And so you do get something out of worship. And that's yes. the passion. Yes. This is such a healthy study for, I think, many people. So I hope our listeners will take some time to consider it. Do you have any 
closing thoughts or any motivation for people to to think about as we finish our study today? Well, the, the only thing is that I encourage you to apply what you have uh, listened from us today, and we hope and pray that you can be a passionate Christian for God. And if there is any way that we can help you, we are always we are always ready to assist you and work together and learn together how to serve God. Mm, amen. Amen. Well, thank you very much for recording with me today. My pleasure. Very thankful for our brother and for the study that we had for our time together. It's been a little while since we had this privilege to have Brother Elias with us at the Valley Parkway Church of Christ. And uh, I hope that the study is uh, evergreen because it certainly was helpful for me when we recorded it, and I hope it's helpful for you as you've listened to it. Now, until later, you can always go to the website, www.pureandsimplebible.com, and you can check out all the resources that are there for you to use and utilize absolutely free. So check it out, and always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. We're willing. See you soon. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of